Welcome to Cody and Corbin Have a Podcast, the show where two roommates, Corbin and Cody, give their unfiltered opinion on one movie every week. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about The Departed. (laughs) When I was your age, they would say we could become cops or criminals. What I'm saying is this. When you're facing a loaded gun, what's the difference? This is not the regular police. This is the state police. We are an elite unit. This is who we're after. Frank Costello. You won't be paid as a regular cop, but there's a bonus involved. So what do I do? You will not ever know the identity of undercover people. Do you have anyone in with Costello presently? Maybe. Do you know who I am? Maybe not. When I have my associates search you. That was quick. As always, I'm Corbin Zavokal. I'm also here, Cody Webb, co-host. Episode 6, I believe. Yeah. Chugging right along. <laughs> six episodes straight. Coming at you every Tuesday. Yes, sir. So, yeah. We did The the Departed this week. After I mentioned it was my pick. Uh, finally. Uh, in between two of uh, other people's movies that, you know. It's true. We're, we're alright movies, but they're not The Departed. <laughs> Sure. And yeah, I basically just picked this. I don't know. This might be one of the movies I've seen the most. Like, I don't know why I saw it. I don't even know when I first saw it. It was probably like 8th grade, which I probably shouldn't have watched this movie. <laughs> probably not. But I think I've seen it at least like 10 times. I don't know. It's something something about just rewatchable movies that I really like. Like, like even though this movie is like two and a half hours long, I feel like it doesn't feel that long. So yeah, that's why I picked it. I think it's great for the memes. You know, the whole Boston scene. <laughs> I'm not the fucking rat. <laughs> uh, where'd you park the car? Just all the Boston stuff I love. But yeah, wait, let's let's start with you initial thoughts this week. Cause I always start. Um, yeah. So the first time I ever watched this movie was actually just last year with you guys. Really? Yeah. Wow. I I, uh, I remember Jake came and visited, um, and we were talking about like what's the greatest movie endings. And he brought up The Departed, <laughs> and I'd never seen The Departed, and you're like, oh, that's a fucking great movie. <laughs> so, uh, and the ending's great. So I think we watched it pretty quickly after that, and then I've probably seen it another th- two or three times just in like the year since then. Um, and like you said, it's it's super rewatchable. Even though you know exactly what's going to happen at the end, it still is able to like keep you interested, and like it still builds the suspense. Um and there's almost that wonder of like maybe something will happen differently this time. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think it's really it's a really well crafted you know gangster crime movie. I don't love those type of movies usually, um, but I think this one um, does enough to like kind of move outside of the genre a little bit. Um, I like the you know the introduce the introduction of like the the double agent on both sides. And I, I think it's really interesting. And essentially, this movie is one giant cat and mouse game, or maybe cat and rat game. <laughs> rat and rat game. <laughs> rat and rat game, um, where two people are just like constantly looking for each other, and uh, it's very engaging. Yeah, it's a really good premise, and I think the script is really what carries it. I mean, it's just a fun movie. Like, it is serious and it's intense at times, but it's just fun to watch. I don't know the script, the quips. It feels like uh, Sorkin wrote this, which he didn't. But it feels like one of those movies. And yeah, I think the pacing was really good at the beginning. It's basically just like 10, 15 minutes 
you know everybody, you know the story, and boom, you're in it. Like, automatically, he's in, he's in. Like, both the rats are put in place very quickly. You know their motives. You know the bad guys. You know the good guys. Uh, also, just uh, a random thing. The soundtrack in this is undefeated. <laughs> Obviously, you got the, the Irish song. Whatever that's called. Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, you wouldn't know that. You, <laughs> you, also, <laughs> you also have uh, the Rolling <laughs> yeah, that's a good song. You also have the Rolling Stones. Uh, Ooh, trailer. I got beef with that song. That's we'll, a great song. We'll get into song. that. And, uh, oh, yeah, the song where um, Leo's porking his girlfriend. That's a good song, too. <laughs> and then the bagpipes are just iconic. Like, it's right. just, it's a great soundtrack. Um, it fits very well. Yeah. I think, like, maybe by itself without the movie, <laughs> it's an okay soundtrack, but I think it plays into the movie. In the really context, well. yeah, it's great. Yeah, but yeah th- those are my initial thoughts. Um, other thing, the only other thing, I mean, obviously, we were talking about the ending. The ending is just absolutely insane. It probably is one of my favorite movie endings. Um, also, just like really solid acting all throughout. Um, there's only, I think, one dark spot in this movie that will. There's talk not about. a lot. Of, I don't think anybody's bad in this movie. <laughs> you know, it's, you might have a different opinion. We'll, we'll get there, but um, this film's a masterpiece, bro. Some like really, first of all, high profile people, like, um, even you know, it's it's early 2000s, but. You know, you got Leo and Matt Damon, plus Alec Baldwin, plus Martin Sheen, Jack Nicholson, who's Dude, like one of the all-time <laughs> yeah. greats. Those leading three—it's actually kind of crazy. They're in a movie together: Damon, Nicholson, and Leo. And then, of like, course, that's big-time names. Mark right? Wahlberg thrown in there too. Anthony yeah. Anderson. Anthony Anderson's good too. Yeah. Yeah. A lot it's of good. small like roles. Alec Baldwin's great in this too. Like smaller roles yeah. by like really good actors. And uh, I was reading, this could have been a trivia thing, but I'll just say it now, um, because I didn't include it in the trivia. This movie had like a $90 million budget, and over half of that was paying the actors' salaries, because they're just like big name people in this movie. That makes sense. They have a lot of draw and a lot of money put into them. There's not like a lot of sets or anything, too. It's basically Matt Damon's apartment, the police station, um, and then the building at the end. Like Mm -hmm. That's the main, main places. But yeah, that's fine. Everybody got paid for this movie. They got their dues, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, and you know, for such great acting, no other than Mark uh, Wahlberg, other than Wahlberg, he's which the is only very deserved. And uh, I, was, I was this is, again is a trivia thing, but it's I, I didn't put it in. So they the studio that made this movie, I'm not sure which one it was, didn't want to push Leo as he, they didn't want to separate him from the rest of the cast. So they didn't do a lot of campaigning for him to be best actor. Um, and then they ended up, the same studio produced Blood Diamond. So he did get a nomination that year for Blood Diamond, which is a worst performance and worst movie, but whatever. That's the one where he has like an accent. Yeah, he plays like a South African yeah. arms dealer or no, something. It's alright. It's okay, but this is definitely better. And then, you know, Damon is also really great in this. And we'll, we'll talk more about the acting here in a little bit. So... I guess we might as well get into it. What's the stupidest part of this movie, Cody? You stupid. They're not. All right. I mean, like I said before, this is a fun movie, but there are some dumb parts. Uh, <laughs> the first one and the most obvious that I actually have a gripe with is where they're at the Sting and Matt Damon didn't know about it. And they're like, oh, we're tracking their cell phones. <laughs> and he's in his pocket. Like, it's like the old phones, too, where you had to type 
if you wanted like the letter this X, man is an expert yeah. if you want a letter x you had to click that button like three times right. to get that. and he's he's like in his phone typing out an no intricate message yeah. <laughs> that's bullshit obviously i mean that doesn't make any sense so that's my first dumb part um also sort of just a an overall thing costello being an informant to the fbi i mean it makes sense i think it's kind of a cop-out though I think you could have just not had that in at all and be like, oh, he's shifty. We, we couldn't we couldn't get our hands on him or whatever. But for him to be protected, I don't know, it's kind of a cop-out to me. And, uh, yeah, my last one is, uh, I don't even know what it is. It's the whole Matt Damon, like, not being able to perform like, in yeah. the bedroom. I, <laughs> that's kind of just thrown in there for no reason. And, yeah, it's, like, implied that Leo impregnates... Um, Vera Farmiga. I don't even know her name in this movie. Madeline. Madeline, sure, the, the counselor. I thought that was kind of kind of weird to be involved. Sort of like... Um, it just seems unnecessary. Yeah, it, it doesn't need to be in there at all. That is also the first thing I wrote down. Uh, Matt Damon's <laughs> impotence in this movie is a little strange. And I think... I was reading somewhere that it's like supposed to be like a direct... You know counter to Nicholson's character's extreme macho attitude and like I I don't know um, <laughs> it's it's, strange it doesn't choice. seem necessary it definitely feels weird in the context of the movie there's some scenes a lot of Nicholson stuff in this movie that just seems weird so this is just another one of those things where it's like yeah. you know you could probably take that out and this movie would be just as good or better yeah, the only like, thing it does is plant that seed that like oh maybe that's Leo's baby because you know Matt Damon can't get it up so <laughs> good for it's Leo tough. I guess yeah, I mean, <laughs> that dude's dead they're both dead so it doesn't really matter who isn't dead honestly and then I do agree the phone thing's very stupid uh, also I hate and I hate and I think you like this I hate the shot of the rat at the end of the movie <laughs> <laughs> the rats on the balcony first of all CGI rat can't even get a real rat the CGI rat. It's hard to teach rats to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the most on the nose BS. Like this movie is so great, and then it's that, and it just pisses me off because it is. I don't know why that makes you so mad. It's just like direct symbolism. Like it, it's pounding you on the head with it. I don't think it's bad. I, I like that ending. I'd but, rather it ends just same shot, no rat, looking at the golden dome because I like the symbolism of that and like the way it appears throughout the movie. Um, him like constantly looking up to it, but I I hate that fucking rat. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that has gotten a lot of backlash. I think I don't really understand it. They've made like edits in the movie where they've taken it out. Really? So it is CGI, so you just take it out. But yeah, I, I kind of like it. It's just like a fun ending. Like you know, the rat got what he deserved. Like <laughs> I just is, feel like this it's... movie seems so above that. Maybe I'm putting too much into this movie. <laughs> Maybe. But like, it just seems like a fucking. Like, really, Martin Scorsese just did that? <laughs> it, uh, I don't like it. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think you're just in your own head on that one. Uh, yeah, maybe. All right, we're going to move on to our favorite character. Um, she is very gorgeous to me! I'll start here. I think it's Dignam. Uh, I don't love Mark Wahlberg as a person, but I think in this role, he's absolutely perfect, and I can't imagine anybody else uh, playing this character. And I probably wouldn't like this character as much if it's not Mark Wahlberg with the insane accent <laughs> and the the quotes that this guy has he's definitely every quote he has is is something that you remember after the movie i got two written down here uh 
There's the one where uh, he's first. It's when he, him, and Queenan are talking to Leo about <laughs> if he wants to really be a cop, a cop. Are you a cop? <laughs> Not a cop. Um, but Leo says like a Nathaniel Hawthorne quote or something, and uh, Dignam responds, "What's the matter, smartass? You don't know any fucking Shakespeare." <laughs> yeah, which is good. And then there's the scene where they, you know, don't have the video cameras up and they can't see um, Costello's crew, and he's like. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. And and that's really quotable. And just like, also, at the end of the movie when he comes in with the booties and he's got the gun and he shoots Matt Damon. Like, that's iconic. So badass, dude. Yeah. Uh, I've got my poster on the wall of all the movie shots and it's that one of Mark Wahlberg um, with the gun. Yeah. I mean, he's doing this. I I agree with everything he's saying. I had another quote that I wrote down for him. Um, There's so many. But yeah, the one I wrote down... um, you deal with the FBI and mushrooms the same way. Feed them shit and keep them in the dark. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Like, everything that comes out of his mouth is great. There's, a, there's another one, and I'm going to misquote it because I didn't write it down. But he's, he, I think he's talking to Alec Baldwin's character, or maybe to Matt Damon's, and he's talking about, like, fucking your mother. <laughs> and then he's like, how's your dad doing? And he's like, fine, fuck it. He's like, yeah, how's like, your mom? She's fucking my dad. Yeah, it's like... Um, Fuck, I just remembered it. I lost it. It was, uh... What's the beginning of it? How's, we'll your, move on. how's your mother? Oh, no, he's like... I think he asked Baldwin, how's your mother? And he goes, nah, it's something. I fucking had it. And I lost it. Yeah, the ending is... How's, how's your mother? Tired from fucking my father or something. I don't know. Captain, uh, uh, Alec Baldwin's character says, go fuck yourself. And then Sergeant Digman says, I'm tired from fucking your wife. That's it. And then Ellerby replies, How's, How's your mother? mother? <laughs> Good, tired she's from tired from fucking my, my father. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on. Also, maybe, maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite character, I have an honorable mention of uh, Frank Costello. I mean, he's just an absolute piece of human trash. <laughs> but I love watching him in this movie, dude. Uh, Jack Nicholson just goes all out. This is the most committed I think I've ever seen anybody <laughs> do a role. Like, I don't... This thing, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if Jack Nicholson was actually, like, an actual psychopath after watching this movie. Well, he might be a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, probably. But yeah, my actual... My pick for my favorite character is Frenchie. That dude is a subtle badass. That dude is the coolest guy in the movie, no doubt. Where he's calling Leo a um, Oh, is it your period after Cranberry Juice? Yeah, badass. And then he beats the crap out of the dude anyways. I like the, in that scene, he's like, there's, I'm the guy, there's guys you can hit, and there's guys you can't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that dude. That's great. not a guy that you can't hit, but it's also not a guy. <laughs> in between. Um, yeah, I don't even know who plays him. I don't think I've seen him in much else, but I think that's just an underrated character in the movie. Frenchie's a guy. So yeah, that's my pick. Yeah. Very nice. Proudy. Uh, Ray, Ray Winstone. Oh, yeah. I saw his name in the credits. I was like, who is that? It's Fred. Uh, you want to kick it away with your uh, least favorite character as well? Yeah. I was, I was trying to think hard about this one. I don't have a ton of least favorite characters in this movie. I just uh, went with a minor character, his coke-dealing cousin. <laughs> I like just, him. Just a slimy character. Cousin Sean. Yeah, Sean's his name. Like, uh, when Leo comes to his house, he just, like, he's, like, back from a funeral, which, like, doesn't really make sense. Like, that's just really big coincidence. 
Uh, but yeah, he doesn't really do anything. Leo just kind of yells at him for 10 minutes and then he's out of the movie. So yeah, I went with Coke dealer cousin. Yeah, stop, stop, <laughs> making, stop making Coke deals with your idiot cousin. Yeah. Great. Who's your least favorite character? Uh, Ellerby, which is Alec Baldwin's character. You know something about this movie? What? I don't know like any of the character names. No. You don't really... I feel like you just don't make those connections as much with this movie, which is weird. Um, yeah, I think he's my least favorite of the police officers. He doesn't really do a whole lot. Like, he's in charge of Matt Damon, but then even Matt Damon, like, gets a promotion and is above him. He hicks Dignam Matt Damon's out. not... He, what? He's not above him. He ends up being... He's investigating everyone. If he can investigate... No, he's not. Captain, Alec Baldwin's at the golf place, and he's like, this is your new promotion. So he's, right, he's promoting he's, him. He's promoting him to a position where he can investigate anybody, including Captain yeah, but he's Queen. not investigating him. That, well, he's he should have. Matt Damon's not his boss. LRB... That dude was suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> he had an immaculate record. What are you talking about? No, I just didn't like him. Um, I feel like there's a really weird interplay between, like, the tension between Queenan's boys and then, like, Ellerby's department. And they're all working together, but also separate. And I thought it was really strange. But, yeah, undercovers, like, a different division. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that pick at all, dude. Alec Baldwin is great in this movie. I mean, I like Alec Baldwin. I just don't like his character. He's just the boss. I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. He's just the <laughs> boss. He's, he's, not that, he's not that cool. Fair enough, dude. No comment. Next question. All right. <laughs> Who can act? Wow. Uh, this is going to come to let me, come let me as no surprise. Oh, let me start. Let me start. Oh, okay. I got Mark Wahlberg as Bingham, dude. Okay. Bouncing off what you said earlier, so quotable, so badass. I think he's the best in this movie, and there's so many good actors in this movie. And I mean, this is by far Mark Wahlberg's best performance. Like, what else has he actually been good in? Bro, you don't like him in Ted or Patriots Day? Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen Patriots Day. I'm sure he's fine in Ted. No, he's not. Uh, dude, he's so bad in so many things, though. He's like, not signs, bad. the half. He's also, like, commits hate crimes against Transformers. People. Oh, I didn't know about that. That's tough. Yeah, he like maybe I should change my up, pick. Beat up some Asian people because he did. He really? Yeah, when he's like seventeen, he's like had two hate crimes. All right, well, Mark Wahlberg's not my pick anymore. He's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, I think he might. He probably should have won the Oscar. I don't know who he's up against, but I mean, I don't think everybody's better uh, that year in movies. Yeah, speaking objectively, but yeah, I had a couple more. Obviously, Leo's good. I think you're gonna talk a lot more about him because you're a fanboy. Just sort of his whole shifty, uneven spy, his act, where then he is actually like super uneven, like in the head. I thought that was great for him. And then yeah, I also had Alec Baldwin as an honorable mention as well. Him uh, freaking out on on the guy who messed up the camera. <laughs> so it's great. It just like it's such a sudden turn. He's like, hey, can can I talk to you for a second? He starts beating the crap out of him. But yeah, I, I don't think anybody's like actually bad in this movie. So I'd say the entire cast, but those are my main picks. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say Leo, and and the reason is I like Wahlberg's great, Baldwin's great, um, Damon is great. The thing is, especially with Damon and Wahlberg, is they're Boston boys, right? This is natural for them. The accent, the the, the, everything about it is just like essentially who they were growing up with, with you know, especially for Wahlberg. True. Yeah. Um, and Damon. And, but like yeah. Wahlberg's a little bit more like the, the dirtbag. Yeah. Um, and Damon, I guess, is a little bit more of the, like the, the poster good boy, you know, even if he hasn't actually. But, still Boston boy. Yeah, still Boston guys. And Leo isn't. So I think what Leo does in this movie is more impressive 
There's also the, uh, I feel like Leo plays a lot of like super confident and like suave characters who can like get away with anything. And in this movie, he's, you know, going away from that a little bit and he's playing this super unstable character who's essentially having a panic attack for the entire movie. Um, there's a great quote. Uh, you sit there with a mass murderer, a mass murderer, your heart rate is jacked in your hand. Steady. That's one thing I figured out about myself in prison. My hand does not shake ever. But I think his hand does end up shaking quite a lot in this movie. He's, yeah. When... He's, he's really going through it. And I think he has a lot more work to do in this movie uh, as opposed to Matt Damon, who is obviously his opposite. So here's the question. Mm-hmm. You switch Leo and Matt Damon in this movie. Mm-hmm. Do the, can, the, can the other play the other's part? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know if Damon could pull off what Leo did. Um, I think they could probably switch the other way. I think it's easier to be a dick. Like, I think Leo could pull off Damon's role in that sense. But yeah, sort of just like the unevenness, like I said, of Leo, where he's acting within his acting. I don't know, like, that's that's tough to do. And like you said before, he's not even a Boston boy. So, like, he's he's not in as deep, I guess, as Damon would be into that. I don't know. What do you think? That's a good question. I think I think Leo can play Damon's role. Yeah. Um, because I, like I was saying, it fits into a little bit more of you know the type of role he traditionally was playing a lot. Um, Matt Damon, I think, struggles in Leo's position. I don't think he could pull off some of his lines. No, so, I'm not the fucking rat. <laughs> and I think <laughs> you goes, know who I am. You know who Damon's I am. not much of a tough guy in this movie. Like I mean, no, you know, he's kind of a coward. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's he's very like hides behind. Uh, who he is and the people he has to support him and makes everyone else do the dirty work for him and you know leo in this movie is getting down and dirty (laughs) well i mean that's just their different roles right but i i don't think matt damon pulls that off as well that's fair all right who can't act it's my opinion um again this was hard i said uh vera formiga's accent that was kind of <laughs> kind of floppy at times. I think she's like not even American. I'm pretty sure she's she's from some other nationality. Could be wrong. I uh, also said Martin Sheen. He's all right. I mean, he's not bad. He doesn't really have anything to do. But my pick is um, she is American. By the way. She is American. Well, tough. I said she's the also F- a Leo, a star, her star sign. I don't care about star sign. <laughs> from New Jersey. <laughs> oh, New Jersey. Alright, uh, yeah, but my pick was the the other rat cop. I don't even know his, his name in real life or in the movie. I don't even, like, remember him in the movie until the scene where he's, like, suddenly is also oh, really? in the format. Like, he doesn't really yeah, do much. He's kind of just there the entire time. I think the actor made some interesting choices at times, but also... Tell ter- me why I didn't turn you in. Yeah, his, his haircut also just pisses me off, so <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's my worst actor in this movie. I don't know. I think Vera Farmiga probably gets the most hate, I'd say, from this movie. I don't think she's bad. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Rat Cop. Mm. Whatever his name is. <laughs> Who's your worst actor? Uh, well, he's not super well known, but his name is Jack Nicholson. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's not very good in this movie. He should have got an Oscar, not honestly. His accent is t- terrible. It is the worst. He sounds like Jack Nicholson. He doesn't sound like an Irish dude from Boston whatsoever. He does like so once or twice. Yeah, he's talking like himself. He doesn't really have an accent. But he should. His character, like he's trying to do an accent at some points and it comes through. But then for three-fourths of the movie, it's just not there. At least be consistent. He's not consistent with it whatsoever. I, you can't tell me that. 
I don't even think he has an accent in this movie. So. He he tries to do it at a couple points, and it's really bad. And then you know he just completely drops it in other parts. Okay, so it's better for me. But gone. Yeah, I don't think she's that great either. But yeah, I just think the accent's terrible, and he is definitely committed to the role. But I wish he wasn't. <laughs> I wish he would. That's tone it. it. That's all you got. I wish he would tone it down. That man is. It, he's going all out <laughs> he, and he should stop he really shouldn't it's bad oh you gotta bring out specifics for this dude I'm ready to fight dude Jack, Jack Nicholson is insane in this movie yeah he is insane and I, I hate it that's the role I really just don't like Jack Nicholson I don't boss. like Jack Nicholson in anything to be entirely honest with you I haven't seen him in anything he's not a uh, he's Batman the Cuckoo's Nest yeah Batman uh, The Shining I mean it's a classic but I don't He's just—he's not that great. Whoa! <laughs> I think you just got a grave against Jack Nicholson. I really don't. I think he's really bad in this movie. I re- how? Just because he has a spotty accent? Lots of people in this movie have that. You didn't give any specifics. I don't know. I can't really argue with you. I guess. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying he's bad and not providing any evidence, bro. Tough. All right. You want to move on? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. It's my word against yours right now. I mean, we have nothing to say. I think this, it, I think that character, so, okay. A lot of his character is like improvised from Jack and Nicholson. And I don't really like his character and I don't like the direction that they took it. Um, it's not even the writing. It's what Jack Nicholson chose to do. There's a lot of things randomly he does in this movie that I really don't like. I don't like when he pulls out the dildo in the porn theater. Like, you can't tell me that was in the script. That dude had to come up with that. What? All of his interactions with women in this movie, I hate. Uh, No, no, no. Like, I I did read that a lot of what he did was improvised. He whipped out a fucking dildo. I don't know about that part. I I don't buy it. He came up with a lot of the ideas for his character. Um... He, only, he doesn't really do that much in this movie. He kind of just intimidates uh, Leo and does cocaine and stuff. I mean, he goes to the opera once. Yeah, he, he's just a weirdo. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> like, it. I don't like it when he's around women. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, he's just a scumbag. That's his character, though. That's not Jack Nicholson in real life. That's uh, well, whatever his name is. Frank Costello. Let's move on. <laughs> now we're going to be moving on to Cody versus. Ding ding. <laughs> yep. Beautiful. Uh, I'm just gonna start. No, Go no chance it. you win this movie. <laughs> There's, first of all, uh, the only winner of this movie, I guess, is Dignam. But even then, he like is murdering people, and he's probably never gonna like uh, be like legally. He's in legal trouble if he ever gets caught, right? He yeah. He, I think he's just gone. Yeah, he, that dude's in the wind. Yeah. So, and you're also not Dignam in this movie. No, I'm Leo. You're either Leo or Matt Damon, and either way, you're a fucking. Why would I be Matt Damon? Yeah, you're right. You <laughs> yeah, sure. You're Leo, and you crack under pressure. That <laughs> you yeah, can't handle. You know what? I, you want to know what I wrote down for this? What I said? Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't be in the movie because I'd be freaking out the entire time. <laughs> and then, yeah, to add on to what you just said, I don't have that steady hand that Leo. Yeah. The first time Jack Nicholson like confronts me about being the rat, dude, I would be fucking sweating my ass off. <laughs> like, shaking and be like, I'm not the rat. He, he punches you I'm in the hand the one time with that broken yeah, that, hand. And that's actually pretty messed up. He, Leo broke his hand freaking <laughs> hitting some dude with a uh, with a coat hanger. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, the next day, 
they sh- they roll up and just beat the crap out of his broken hand. I mean, yeah, I'd probably just leave town. I mean, I don't know, half hour in the movie. The constant fear of being found out. Oh yeah. I'd... I feel like I'm super like a nervous person too. Like I'd legit have just like insight. Anxiety. They'd probably just. Even if you weren't a rat, I would, they'd probably still think you you were too suspicious. I wouldn't get recruited to begin with. But, <laughs> so I lose like five minutes in the movie. The undercover cops wouldn't want me. Jack Nicholson wouldn't want me. Also, the, the police academy probably wouldn't want me. So yeah, yeah, I'm probably out on all accounts. So I think this is the most devastating loss I've had so far yeah, out of all the things you think. You don't make it two and a half hours into this movie. You I don't make, make it, it a half hour into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least with Gone Girl, which is another resounding loss. At least I made it, you know, to the end. I was going to get killed or thrown in jail. This, I, I'm dead instantly, probably. Right. So, yeah. Tough, tough loss. So, we're week. sitting six episodes in, about uh, two, two, and two. <laughs> Still 500, maybe. We'll, we'll ride that line as long as you can. Maybe so. a playoff berth in your, in your future. If I'm in the East, yeah. Um, What to add to Fortnite? It's the guy from Fortnite! What are we thinking? Wow, it's the guy from Fortnite. I have a couple. Um, I'll start off. That final building where they throw Martin Sheen off and everybody gets shot. I think that'd actually be a cool location. If you put that, like, well, where you, where, uh, what Tilted Towers used to be. If you, like, put that building right in the middle, I think that'd be pretty sick. It's really tall. You got lots of, like, uh, like wood and metal just lying around so you can chop that get some materials <laughs> and yeah you could like shove people out the windows that can make like some sort of special animation in honor of this movie for that where, they, where you like fall backwards <laughs> and lay that back uh, yeah that's my first pick you, you can go ahead I don't actually have really I only have one thing I think it'd be a Dignam skin but like him at the end with the blue gloves and the booties <laughs> I think that'd be badass to be walking around Fortnite with that, man. I, I see that coming. I'm, I'm terrified. I like the building thing. There's kind of just a lot of buildings in Fortnite, though. Like, I don't know yeah. if it would be that different from anything else. It doesn't have to be. It fits in yeah. perfectly. Exactly. Like, it already looks like what they have in Salty right now. Yeah, but my other pick was, uh, uh, similar to yours, the special shoes that Dignam has in hand. They're not special, but, like, they'd be special in Fortnite to oh, wear. Something you can pick up. Yeah, you can, like, pick them up and put them on and then... Uh, people can't hear you walking up. Mm, interesting. <laughs> I think I actually had really good picks this week for Fortnite. This is, this is the best I've done for the Fortnite category. Uh, I think, I think my, uh, my next category is the best I've done thus far. So. What category? Oh, we're gonna be move, are you done with Fortnite? Yeah, I'm done. So we're going to move on to uh, replacing an actor or director. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. This is funny, y'all. <laughs> I did good at Fortnite this week. I think my picks for this uh, for this movie are terrible for this category. All right. So maybe we just switched roles somehow. Go maybe, for it. maybe. Let's hear yours. All right. So uh, I pick Anthony Hopkins to, to step in for the role of Jack Nicholson in this movie. I want. He's not. He's he's gonna have a spotty accent too. Though. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> that was First of all, that was your only gripe with Jack Nicholson. So, so I think Jack Nicholson had a really great start to his career um and was really good in his younger years and then as he got older you know things started to get a lot worse unlike that anthony hopkins still putting out banger performances he's probably uh or he's he's nominated for an oscar this year he's nominated for an oscar last year like the guy's still doing great work um so i think as an older actor you know he can play a crazy serial killer we've seen it before 
I think he can play a crazy guy who's a mob boss here, and I'd really like to see what he could do. Um, I think he's just a better actor than Jack Nicholson, but he can also, you know, play crazy just like Jack Nicholson. So I think it's Jack Nicholson but better. <laughs> I do think that actually is a good pick. Um, the only thing he's like British, isn't he? So that that'd probably he's be hard. Played American, yeah. Not uh, Silence of the Lambs. He was good. Obviously, that wasn't British. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're saying he's a better actor than Jack Nicholson. He's probably a better actor than anybody on the planet. If I'm being honest. Yeah, he's he's like one of the greatest actors. Of that all dude's time. got chops. Yeah, I'd actually like to see that him working with Scorsese. Be interesting. I feel like every year he's nominated for for like best actor, but I haven't seen any of the movies. I think it was like two popes last year. Yeah, he's. I think he's in a movie called This Year's Father. Yeah, he's an yeah. old man with like dementia or something. So he like goes into really super serious roles like with lots of lots of depth behind him as well. So yeah, I think that's an interesting pick. My first pick. Um, I said I don't think anybody else on um, Costello's team other than Frenchie and then obviously Leo really like had anything to give to the movie. So I said, just replace one of those guys with Dave Bautista. Give me some muscle. <laughs> Give me some muscle in his career. <laughs> I want to see this dude just beat the crap out of somebody in, uh, in this context. Give me the worst accent Dave Bautista has got. Throw him in this movie. Instead of um, Frenchie shooting that like uh, really rich guy who, who like threw the toy or whatever, just give me Dave Bautista just beating the crap out of that guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, this is definitely a weak week for you. <laughs> what? That's a good thing. That's a terrible. This, pick. this movie needs more beef. That dude's first of all, Dave Batista is too young. Um, I'm saying Dave Batista now. We're not saying. No, no, no. I know now. I think he's too young now. What? He's like 40. And how old do you think Frenchie is? That dude's probably like. 50 no, years. I don't want to replace Frenchie. Oh, I want to replace somebody just else. Any in his muscle? Crew. Okay. Oh, yeah, whatever. The guy who got killed at the end. And, okay. Like they said he was a cop. I, don't I feel like you're on the right track. I don't know WWE wrestlers very well, but I feel like I there's either. probably another wrestler that would be better. <laughs> I'll give you that. Also, what about Ric Flair? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'd probably be better. <laughs> I kind of want to see that. I'm not going to lie. Back to back, we were talking about wrestlers. Yeah, really. Dave Batista ever done anything serious? I don't know. He's good in Guardians. He's in... Uh, yeah, but he's like comic relief. He's in Spectre. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's in a new movie coming out. Yeah, I mean, he's basically like he's an action guy. Give, yeah, Fast and Furious. Like, yeah, he's he's exactly. rock, give him a chance to light. you know do something a tiny bit more serious where he still gets okay. that fun in the role. Fair enough. Do you have another pick or no? No, I don't. Know. Okay, I have another one. This one might be worse than Dave Batista, so hold your horses here. Um, I said uh, Martin Sheen was all right. I say we replace him with Morgan Freeman. <laughs> but not Morgan Freeman now, like not Evan Almighty or whatever. I want the seven. <laughs> <That's> not now. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> that was like ten years ago. ago. That was like around the time this movie came okay, out. Okay, he's in nothing now. I also, want the seven. The seven Morgan Freeman. Okay. The the low key detective who's like he's he's sort of like a similar character to Martin Sheen where he's grounded. But I don't think Martin Sheen plays off Dignum or Mark Wahlberg like at all in this movie. It's always Mark Wahlberg says something funny. Then Mark G's like, he just like ignores it. Yeah, He's just, I you think, have to get used to it. I think Morgan Freeman has that, you know, a little bit of comedy in him to be like, oh, this dude's a dick, but like we still have your back. Or Martin Sheen sort of just ignores him the entire time. Okay, so now we're gonna move on to the IMDb trivia. Can't believe you only had one one pick for that. Rock, naked grandma, naked, huh? 
I usually you were don't. talking yourself up as a great well, guy. I had, I had a great. I mean, the thing about this movie is though, everyone is pretty perfect for their role. Yeah. So. Next week, I'm just gonna, you know, take Anthony Hopkins and throw him in any role, and, and uh, I'm gonna be like, oh, a great casting director. <laughs> That's an easy choice. I guess. Okay, but okay, Anthony, <laughs> we know Anthony Hopkins can kind of play like a crazy guy, who's okay, unstable. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna him. pick him next week, and I'll be a great casting director. You disappoint me, guys. <laughs> so, you know, Martin Scorsese actually really wanted Al Pacino for the role of Costello. What do you think about that? Mm, he probably would have... I, I think he would have been worse than Jack Nicholson, but he probably would have been all right. He, he doesn't do the crazy as well, but yeah. I mean, obviously he can play a gangster. Um, that, they hadn't worked together at that point, so... But Jack Nicholson was his second choice, and obviously... Here we go. Uh, I don't know how true this is, but or how true this is now, but this is the only remake of a foreign film to then go on and win uh, Best Picture. I think that's probably true. Internal internal Affairs, I believe that's called. Yeah. Which is pretty... Um, I just don't know if it, since then it has changed. That kind of sucks for people who made Internal Affairs, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, America stole this movie with one of their best directors and they're getting all these awards for it. Yeah. I feel like they weren't even recognized I don't think, in the process of all that. I think it said but, Mar- Martin never even watched that movie before making oh, really? this one, so... I mean, it is, it's the same basic concept, which is a really interesting one, so that makes sense we didn't watch it. But. Uh, Vera Farmiga met with a real LAPD psychiatrist to prepare for the role, and when the psychiatrist read the script, he basically told her that everything that the character does is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> which is I honest. mean, <laughs> she just gives Leo pills on no, no basis at all. He says he's going to kill himself. That she sleeps with him, so yeah. that's good too. So. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, they actually cast Brad Pitt as Colin Sullivan, um, you know, Matt Damon's role. Yeah. But then he dropped out to go make Babel, which is not a great movie. But he was a producer, I believe. Uh, yeah, he did. His his uh, company, Plan B, continued to produce the Also, film, I don't think he could have pulled off the dick thing. I think Brad Pitt's too, like, charismatic. Brad Pitt's a little too old, too. Yeah, that's probably true as well. Um, if you're going to compare him to Leo, where they're supposed to, like, kind of be contemporaries. Right. Yeah, I don't think it works well. Uh, this is the third time that Martin Scorsese has used the, the Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones. That song you love so much. Time. I used it a lot. He's, yeah. he's used it, first of all, he uses it twice in this movie, I think. Yeah, he does. Um, he also used it in Goodfellas and Casino. People, I feel like film bros and like film Twitter people give uh, Scorsese a lot of crap for that because it's like he just uses that song in all of his movies. Um, and then in this movie, he even uses it twice. Sure. <laughs> it's a really good song, though, so I don't mind. Um, the F word and you know all forms of it are used 238 times <laughs> in this movie which that's, actually that's only makes insane. it the 36th most it's of gotta any be film. Wolf of Wall Street's number one right? Uh, sure. yeah it's up there yeah um, I'm pretty sure it's number one because they say it a ridiculous amount of times that movie yeah, I think it's like 500 in the Wolf of yeah, Wall Street 236 is ridiculous though um, Wolf of Wall Street is third behind a documentary titled and then one called Swearnet. Ooh, which, Uncut Gems is up there too. Uncut Gems, yeah, was is fourth with 560, and uh, the Wolf of Wall Street 560. So actual movies that Wolf of Wall Street is first. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Which Casino? So I mean, Scorsese loves his f words. Wolf of <laughs> Wall Street, Casino, um, End of Watch, Goodfellas wow. is 15. This movie, obviously 36. Like I said. All of his movies are Reservoir Dogs so. is on there. Pulp Fiction right next to it, yeah. yeah. Interesting. 
good utilization of the effort, I guess. Yeah, very proud of it. Um, so, you know, this is actually a little bit of a callback to our first podcast episode. We talked about, you know, the Gone Girl situation where uh, Ben Affleck was supposed to wear a, a New York Yankees hat. In this movie, Jack Nicholson was supposed to wear a Red Sox hat, but he refused to do it because he hates Boston sports teams because uh, he used to like the Lakers. Um, yeah, he still and, likes the Lakers, I think. Yeah, he like, he's a big Lakers fan. He goes to all their games. Always yeah. has been a Lakers fan, and obviously they have beef with the Celtics. So he refuses to wear a, a Red Sox hat when, you know, I don't even think he's a Dodgers fan, that's it, maybe, but... Yeah, he probably just doesn't like Boston. Doesn't, doesn't like Boston <laughs> sports, so he Tall. wouldn't do it. I don't think he shut down production over it. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't a complete asshole, he's just like, I'm not gonna wear it. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I guess Jack Nicholson says he doesn't wear, wear a hat, you probably just let Jack Nicholson yeah. not wear the hat. And then finally, this is one of five collaborations between Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. Is this the best one? That's the question. Mm, I mean, personally, I would say yes. I would say you'd probably say no. I think I like Wolf of Wall Street. More. I honestly think this. This is probably tied for a second. Mm-hmm. I really like Shutter Island a lot. Oh, you think that? Oh wow! I, uh, I, I like Shutter Island a lot, and I like um, obviously. I think Wolf of Wall Street is is my favorite. Um, but yeah, I, I would put this in Shutter Island second. I do not like Gangs of New York whatsoever. Yeah, that's not great. And then I can't even. Leo was super young. I can't even. Yeah, I don't know what the last one is, but yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I I probably would have to shut around lower, but I still like that movie. Leo was really good in it. I actually have a um, I don't know if it's like an IMDb trivia, but I just have something for this category. Um, I think a couple times in the movie, especially oh the Aviator. Oh, the Aviator. Yeah, that's alright. I'd probably put that above Shutter Island. Actually, I like that movie. Uh, but yeah, especially at the beginning with his coke cop, like I was talking about. Um, I think there's sort of the myth of you have to say you're a cop if you're a cop. And they do that multiple times in the movies. Mm. And I actually did some in-depth research on this. <laughs> and it is, in fact, a myth. So, I don't know why that's in so many like movies and stuff. It's in a bunch of TV shows, I think, as well, where if you are like an undercover cop and somebody asks you... like. The myth is you have to say yes, which is just not true at all. Um, but yeah, that's my IMDb trivia. I don't commit much. I don't uh, do much for this category, but I, you know, I, I thought I'd bring that along <laughs> this week. So yeah. And then uh, also Scorsese and Leo are working on a new movie together, Killers of the Flower Moon, which Leo was supposed to play the lead role in that movie, and then he ended up stepping down to play a smaller supporting role. And then uh, Jesse Plemons. I don't know if you know. Who's that? Uh, he's He plays a character in Game Night. Um, mm. People really love him. I, this, is, this is Jesse Plemons. Mm. Pretty good actor, but yeah, he's married yeah, to... He's actually that. married to Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> wow, he's fucking so, settled for that. <laughs> connections everywhere. But can't, can't believe... Yeah, he's, he's the lead in the next Martin Scorsese. He married somebody... Less pretty than Vanna, dude. That's tough. <laughs> I don't think we said that. I that's think what we said. said. Better act. Oh, he said he was prettier than yeah. Vanna. That's tough. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's the end of end of our trivia category. Now we're gonna move on to our ratings for this movie. You're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong. Am I wrong? Is my favorite. Cody, I'll let you take it away. What are we rating this out of? Uh, sixty-nine. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So in context. For the past movies, highest rating, 
uh, was a 67 for uh, Moonlight, the last episode. Go check that out if you haven't seen that. And I believe my second highest was a 63 for The Princess Bride. 64 it was? Yeah. Okay. Change it to a 63. I'm bumping it down one. <laughs> so, yeah. Princess Bride to 63 now. Clear that up. I'm going I'm going straight down in the middle here. I'm going 65 out of 69. Um, yeah, like I've said, everything I've said. Super tight script. Obviously, the acting is really good. Um, yeah, it's one of the more rewatchable movies. One of my favorites. So, yeah. I think 65 out of 69 is uh, a good spot for it. It's not obviously up to the technical or you know sort of themes of Moonlight, but I think it's uh, definitely above the nostalgic factor of Princess Bride. So yeah, what's your rating out of uh, 69? Yeah, so I gave Gone Girl a 55, and then I gave Moonlight a 65. Uh, so I'm gonna throw this movie right in the middle between those two. Oh, we both uh, went for the middle ground here. Gonna give it a 60, uh, which for me obviously is a pretty good score. It's my second highest at this point. Uh, I, you always give me shit about this when I say this, but this movie is so rewatchable. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you were using it as an argument against the Princess Bride. That's where I got mad. Okay, this well, I can see myself rewatching this movie. Like I said, I've only and it's only been about a year that I, you know, since I first watched this movie, and I've right. probably seen it three times, you know, three or four times. Yeah. Watching a movie that m- many times in just over a year is doesn't happen a lot. You know, doesn't happen with a lot of movies, and this is one you can come back to at any time. Um, even if you just watch like the last half of this movie, I think you could enjoy it. Or, yeah, you just, like, any part of this movie. If you, you just like just... catch it on cable, I always just like where I I catch it. I was like, I gotta watch the rest of it. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people that are older than us will talk about how movies have had like will we'll have second lives and like so many they watched on TV. We don't. We haven't really experienced that as much because I don't watch TV. Um, but this is definitely one of those movies where if it was on TV, like you could just turn it on at any point and yeah. keep watching it. Really great acting. One of the great directors of, you know, all time. And uh, fantastic acting, you know. Some of the best actors of all time. So, Out of... Um, great movie. Out of uh, Scorsese, uh, Tarantino, and Nolan, which one is your least favorite? Uh, Tarantino is my least favorite as a person. <laughs> <laughs> Not talking about... As a director, yeah. uh, that's tough. Probably <laughs> Scorsese, honestly. Yeah, I think I agree. He's got I, really good movies, but he also has really bad movies, I feel like. I, I don't know. I don't... There's some of those movies that I really don't... I really don't like Gangs of New York. Yeah. Um, I don't think Raging... Like, Raging Bull is cool, but I, I didn't... I don't feel that much of a Oh, you're going to talk about Raging Bull? <laughs> don't yeah. say that quietly. Careful. People come at you. People love that movie, but I didn't think it was that great, honestly. Um, I know it's... Although, you know, saying that... Scorsese is better than Christopher Nolan is kind of that's not true at all it's yeah. not true but we just said our, Scorsese was our least favorite <laughs> well yeah Christopher Nolan's definitely better than Scorsese is that what you're saying? no I'm saying who do you think's better Christopher Nolan or Martin Scorsese? Christopher Nolan see like <laughs> that feels very <laughs> no, wrong no there's so many Christopher Nolan stands out there dude that feels really wrong to say though like I don't think so I think he's just got better movies other than Interstellar that movie's garbage but I like all of Christopher Nolan's movies. I don't like all of Martin Scorsese's movies. Yeah, I agree with that. There you go. Alright, uh, before we head out, you've been watching anything recently? or? Yeah, I've been watching a couple things. I finished, obviously, the High Might Mother, so I had to move on to the other stuff. I've watched a couple movies. Um, I watched uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Um, you watched ex- that for the first time? Yeah, I was, I was expecting better things, honestly. Oh, really? I actually really like Steve Carell, but just the plot of like 
the underage kids and I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of uncomfortable and weird. <laughs> um, also watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I hadn't seen before. Not really like that movie. Jason Segel, I think, is actually really underrated. Mila Kunis as well. And yeah, the last thing I'm actually on the series finale of um, Avatar: oh, The yeah. Last Airbender. You picked it back up. Yeah, it took I'm you on, a couple. Months. I'm on literally the last episode now, so I'll probably watch that in the next couple Fair days. Enough, yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you know nobody dies, and you know. Egg and guitar get together. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> Avatar, highly recommend. Hopefully Mark um, Hamill dies, but yeah. What have you been watching? I have not watched... Because we're recording this closer to the last episode than we usually do. Yeah. I haven't had a lot of time. I I watched Kong Skull Island. I actually really... Oh, did you? I really do like that movie. Um, I haven't seen it. It's It's got some like dumb BS you know, action blockbuster lines in it, but it's just really fun. Like, it's a giant monkey that is fighting two-legged lizards and also (laughs) Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) It's pretty fun. Um, Also, John C. Riley is like fantastic in that movie. Um, And then I I also watched Bamboozled uh, for one of my classes. Uh, Spike Lee movie. It's good, but it's it's probably not one that you you would watch for fun ever. <laughs> so, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend checking it out. But um, yeah, Crazy Stupid Love. I really like that movie a lot, and also anything that Leonardo DiCaprio has ever made <laughs> ever made is I would I would recommend. You're a big Leo guy. Big Leo guy. I picked this movie specifically just because you're a big Leo guy. All right, so uh, for the next episode, we're actually I think going to do something a little bit different. Um, so we're not going to be picking a movie, and we're going to have a guest. So. Oh no, another guest? Gosh. I hate when guests come on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so be on the lookout for that, and then after that, I will be picking the next movie, which um, I don't know what we're going to pick, so... I, I was going to honestly pick Crazy Stupid Love at some point, but probably not now, so... You can do it. I got a lot of thoughts on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright. Alright. Thanks for capping with us. <laughs> Stay capping, folks. Peace out. <laughs>